The world is changed. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the earth. I smell it in the air. Much that once was is lost. For none now live who remember it. For him, being underwater is as familiar as breathing air. Water has melted. The water that meets up you and me has passed through at least four humans and or animals before us. We're gonna need more holy water. Death lies before us as we sail for the fountain of youth. Water can give life, and water can take life. But all water has perfect memory. What are you doing? Making mac and cheese. There's no water, Billy. We're not in space. So, Professor Luc Montier, who uh, fast forward to a few years, several years later, um, he is the Nobel uh, laureate, wins the Nobel Prize, and I don't remember what year it was, but you can look it up. He passed away, actually, if I'm not mistaken, he just passed away last year. Um, so, it's kind of like in his memory. Um, he worked with HIV patients' blood. And in the plasma, he found an electromagnetic signal um, that was present in the blood of HIV patient, patients. Well, he started using Jacques Benveni's uh, same hypothesis, hypothesis and experimentation and essentially took the DNA from these HIV patients and diluted it. Uh, put it in a, in a in a beaker or you know a container of some sort and diluted the diluted it heavily with water right and so he eventually to not bore you guys to death he eventually diluted this substance so much that there was not a single molecule left in the sample okay right. so in some of the samples not all of them he did leave some in some of the samples and that was precisely the, so he would have a placebo and so that he would have, you know, an actual legit um, diluted quantity of, of uh, the HIV virus. Okay. Um, he had 10 placebo and 10 highly diluted solutions, uh, solutions, excuse me. So what, how did he, how did he come go about testing this? So he takes these, these, all these, um, he takes all these solutions, both placebo and non. And he records the electromagnetic symbol and turns it into a digitized form. Okay. Now, he took two test tubes that were completely diluted samples and they continued to emit this electronic electromagnetic frequency. So he once he did this, he uploaded this information from these completely 1000% zero molecule of HIV samples online 
and asks the Italian university Benevento, um, which specializes in molecular biology. Okay, note this is important. We're talking about we're going to get into quantum and we're going to get going to be dealing with molecular. So it's 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 important in your brain to keep the two separate. Okay, so they specialize in molecular biology. Well, he takes the data that was sent and digitized, and in Italy, the uh, the I guess he's like the head head there at the lab at the university receives this digital signal in Italy from France. Okay, mind you, there's some serious distance in between both. And yeah, there really is. It's crazy. He puts the he puts some water, just regular water, in a test tube. Okay, um, and then in that test tube, he puts into like a small metallic barrel and covers it really well to make sure that there's no uh um was it radioactive yeah it was an anti-radiation chamber that's exactly what it was to to avoid any potential distortion so what does he do well he plays <laughs> plays the music of the electromagnetic digitized signal that was sent from france into this water okay and then he, I think it was about four right, hours. I forgot about the resonance, the sound part of this. Yeah. It's such a cool I mean, all of this, I mean, that's why this is like, it's so crazy because all of it's like, dude, you digitized the freaking thing. Like it wasn't even in the right. same medium. And right. Uh, it, it, it's, it's mind boggling. Okay. So then they use um, P, the PCR, uh, PCR machine, which basically I, if I'm, remembering right basically shakes up the water intensely um i am not a scientist obviously guys and then they put uh basic building blocks called nucleotides which is based just the basic or, or organic material for dna okay protection in this water of protein. but they're just pieces they're not there's no right. order to them there's no structure right. there's no foundation even for them to do anything and they also include what's called a po poly polymerase. I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Shell polymerase. And they use that as the catalyst, essentially, to to stimulate the these pieces. Okay. So when they put this these nucleotides and they allow this polymerase to work as the catalyst, after having played this music for this unsuspecting water, the water just water just water the water freaking reforms the dna the entire sequence it reforms it and then wait of it that gets virus better. it gets better okay so at first it doesn't happen but when they when they take the dna fragments and they introduce it the dna begins to form with this catalyst present okay now um so we already have here an amazing feat because across this ridiculous space and through different mediums, we have. Yeah, a and that's the thing. Right, right. To change up so. the mediums the way they do. See, the only thing that makes sense of all of that to me, again, is electricity. Electricity can neither be created nor destroyed. Just Which is where we're going, actually. Transformed. Um, so... How so? So that's already beyond belief. But then, what they what do they do? They reverse the exact same experiment back to France, 
digitized signal from from an actual physical physical molecularly formed dna strand blah 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 okay and they send it back to france guess how freaking identical this this dna strand was to the original what what do you remember the percentage show i have it on hand do you remember how much it was Mm-mm. i think it's pretty much all of it it was 98% identical That's crazy i mean in in scientific terms on scientific levels 98% accuracy is madness i mean it's 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 when you have something with as many steps as this yeah um process is to i mean really and, and i should level. mention the, the precautions that they take at the very beginning too are insane when they go into record they're like hey we're not sure how this is going to work because we've never had any electronic equipment <laughs> in right. in the in the lab so please turn off your phones they took their batteries out of their phones to make sure we're talking like, like and they ended up they ended up making it so that they could only record with one certain um yes. Uh, camera because it had oh, a really right. Right. low um, mission coming yeah. out and so it wouldn't um uh, interfere like it's really it's it's a it's, very, it's very very, very impressive, impressive i will post um, i will post this in the notes because it's very worth watching um it is so- and you you it's very easy to find if you put in luke uh oh Montier? how did you say his name Montier, M-O-N-T-A-G-N-I-E-R, and water memory, like you pull them right up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so then they try to figure out, well, they're like, what the heck is actually happening? This is crazy. Like, how is this possible? Well, in, in the documentary, a, an individual, Mark Henry, uh, who's a chemical and quantum physis, uh, physicist, basically explains that although the matter is removed the physical matter is removed the electromagnetic sim uh sorry the electromagnetic uh property or signal i, I don't yes yeah, signal i don't even know what, what the heck else to call it yeah the electromagnetic signal that's exactly right is trapped within oxygen molecules that act like a barrier they automatically form this little ring and they trap the signal in there See, but, the but polarity it's because water of is the medium, water. or otherwise they wouldn't stay there. That's insane. <laughs> okay, so there's no there's no matter, but what's trapped in this in this little molecular? I don't know. I think they're just electrons. In fact, I don't think I don't remember if they they were oxygen molecules or just electrons. I think they're just electrons. Uh, but nonetheless, there the electromagnetic signal gets trapped in there with no physical material, and this is what they call coherent domain. Go look this up. It's really cool. So what does this mean? And this is where we're going to really get to it. The, uh, the healing properties of water. This is where we're going into this right now. This is why I gave you guys this, guys this buildup. Um, and this is why we're talking about it being a potential catalyst or stimulus for making portals, um, which we're going to get to very soon as well. This has huge implications for health. And you know what's crazy? Yeah, I never like, heard a does. peep about this. This well, is why over- in the world would you? Water is way too plentiful and yeah. cheap. And petroleum, it 
costs money and makes money for people. So why would we, you know, why would we have access to water right. for God's sake? Right. Um, they figure out, well, if we can use this co coherent domain to trap, to trap things within water that are beneficial for human cells, which are molecular structures, but affect all that, all those molecules at the, at the subatomic level, right? At the quantum level. Well, then that's a whole different ball game. Now we're talking about something entirely different, which the, this, uh, this uh, chemical and uh, quantum physicist starts asking himself, well, you know, this is, this is tough because most biologists, most doctors, most molecular biologists as well, don't really deal in the quantum. They deal at the atomic level, right? And so because of this, they have to understand both. And that's what, that's another reason we're talking about these boxes, right. this bleed so over. A crazy that, type of brain. It really is. You know, it's, 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 it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's takes a certain kind of person to understand that kind of thing. But the problem is, is that we refuse to allow people to dabble. And that's, you know, that's why things don't get learned. That's why we don't discover them. So essentially they figure out that they could figure out what the disease is or what the cure is, find out the signal, load it into water essentially, and administer that into the body and start using that for healing effects. And sure enough mark henry says yeah. why don't why don't why don't we do this well because it's, you know if there's no physical immediate potential for it for earnings nobody wants to invest of course no not. It, it would it would put so many <laughs> so many corporations out of business yeah. so fast yeah, yeah yeah um by the way uh month whatever his name is luke he uh yeah. montier he um won the nobel prize in 2008 2008 so he he's a virologist well he was a virologist yeah he died in 2022 at the age of 90 go you dude yeah awesome. um but he was a virologist and um he is credited as one of the two people who um isolated that hiv was the cause oh yeah that's right of that's, AIDS. What he did. that's exactly what he did that's exactly what he did. so <laughs> pretty Crazy. impressive intelligent and, like and, and to to do that and then to to go and um do this other experiment and keep pushing for um it to be taken seriously i mean what did he have he 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 could literally literally rest on his laurels yeah that the term comes from he is a laureate he received the laurel crown yeah of, literally. um literally of the nobel prize like and it you know instead he as an old dude the old dude and he's fighting this fight for water so it's it's very interesting um and i guess it really makes me it really makes me think of revelation 
Mm-hmm. Um, Revelation 22. Yep. So the very, very last chapter of the Bible. Yes. Um, you know what? I could describe it, or I guess we could just yeah, read we can it. pull it up. It's it's um for for the sake of not having dead air, I'll just kind of elaborate a little bit, and I'll let Shell read it. Um, because then she can elaborate it on on it even better. Are you pulling it up, Shell? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, essentially. It talks about the the waters um, feeding the the trees, whose whose leaves. I think it says the leaves itself. Yeah, are are for the healing of the nations. Once everything's been rectified, once God has come right. again and set everything in its place and set things right as as they are to be, as they are, we're always meant to be. Um, that's really what this what in fact i think i don't know if that came to both our minds it certainly came to my mind when i started listening to stuff and while she's doing that i'm gonna i'm gonna elaborate real quickly um i i continue to believe that god has simply established spiritual spiritual slash scientific laws they are just laws that's what they are and we have some actual modern examples of healings taking place with water we have ancient ones as well we have biblical ones and non-biblical ones um one that comes to mind modern in modern uh er, in the modern era there is a temple in egypt i'm gonna have to look up the name of that temple but uh, i guess i can't remember it off the top of my head but there's a huge source of water under this temple and it's always running through and everything and um it's always running through that area but it, it became uh, stagnant and two archaeologists were trying to fish out like figure out how the, where the water is coming from and they were trying to pump it out they were trying to get it all out but they just couldn't it would just replenish it automatically replenished itself which was crazy and this guy who needed glasses he was one of the archaeologists was on site and he said that as he was in these waters he started to feel better the more time he was in them working in these waters and i mean these are kind of gross waters, or frankly. I mean, think about how long that water's been stagnant there. Right, and that. They, right. Well, he gets the notion that he's going to take a swig, and it heals his eyes. Wow. It heals his eyes. And what comes to mind is the the pool. Uh, it's Bethesda, right? The pool at Bethesda. Mm, Bethsaida. Bethsaida. Sorry, guys. My crappy Bethsaida, white. Bethsaida, yeah. My crap, crappy white American English <laughs> um, supposition of how to pronounce Bethsaida. Um, <laughs> the the man that tries to get into the, into the waters when supposedly the angel flaps his wings and Paralytic, causes the waters yeah. to stir, and the first one to get to the waters is healed by those waters. Man, I think I think it is a spiritual law that waters can hold healing powers. Absolutely. What do you think we get the idea of not aging or reversing our aging through water? Like oh, the water right. to allow our, our, our uh, bodies to replenish. And... Yeah, man. Right. What yeah. is what is that? Thing. The fountain of youth. Fountain of youth. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And I, I didn't even bring it up to you, but it was in my, on my mind as we were researching all this stuff, man. Yeah, I forget about that. Okay, is it there? Yes. Yeah, so. I see. 
And the angel showed me the river of life, brightest crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also, on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit yielding, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nation. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. Man, love it. Uh, isn't that. that cool? And you know what? Because I remember, it's funny, I remember my my youth leader, um, I don't know, when I was like 11 or 12, he knew to our church and we were singing, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. And he he's a tall guy, Mike. And when we do the spring up a well, he would jump and like his feet would go higher than our, um, our pews, the top of our pews. Hmm. And it's just, it's such a funny thing that I remember Sunday night church and, you know, because that was like the the fun laid back service. Yeah. Um, when the Holy Holy Ghost really moved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but I I had never put that river of life. I had thought of it, and you know, so many <clears throat> other aspects Context. of what the Bible says yeah. about about you know the rivers, wellsprings of life flowing out of out of us and in whatever and jesus being you know the living water and if you knew who i was you would ask me for living water but it's it's about revelation hmm. it's it's about the river that's gonna flow from the throne of Jesus in Zion, man, yeah. in Zion from that holy mountain, like it's so crazy. It, it's 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 not even crazy. It's so beautiful to me. Like, yeah. ooh, that makes my heart happy. Yeah, man. um, to think about that coming. Um, so waters being as we started at the very end of the. <laughs> let's go let's go back to the beginning of the book and see what um what the bible starts with and that would be um eden's four rivers in genesis 2 um you know we've we've talked about this multiple times because it's it's such an interesting concept i think eden I think most most modern Western Christians don't think about Eden. No. Um, don't think about what it is, that it's a mountain and a garden. But it also had four headwaters, four, mm -hmm. which is really a lot. So if you have ever read the scripture and then gone and gone to maps and look, which I have, um, there are not many places where there are four headwaters um and a mountain and a lush garden and honestly i was telling ricky my personal um theory on this is that um well it's twofold one eden was a thin place 
it it was the council of um elohim it was it was the council of yahweh and his his divine council um so it was in other realms as well i think as ours so it was really a place that um probably encompassed almost every everything everywhere every time it was the every um but the the rivers in it there's the tigris the euphrates the pishon and the gishon and um the tigris and the euphrates probably are familiar to everybody hearing mm -hmm. this yeah but the pishon and the gishon or gichon um gehon maybe even because that c is usually silent it's just a sound gehon. um <laughs> most most theologists don't don't even really know what to do with it with with these two so they suppose maybe it's the the white nile and the blue nile or maybe it's uh the nile and um the indus river and you know the the supposition is is quite rampant and you know we don't know so somebody else's guess is as good as yours you know um I think that it's possible just just knowing uh how important the the Mesopotamian area the Middle East has always been to God that maybe Eden is now under what is the Red Sea the Red Sea or the Persian Gulf because you've got two of the rivers you've got the tigris and the euphrates right there if the nile is possibly one which it certainly mm. could be um what's in between that is the red sea mm -hmm. but it wouldn't have been that way before the flood but yeah. when the well springs opened up and the water levels rose you know maybe it is now but you know what i mean I'm not going to go on any archaeological digs to the Middle East and check this out. It's just my little, you know, theory. Um, could somebody prove it wrong? Very possibly. Sure. Could somebody prove it right? Also possible. Sure. Um, but it's just it's just something that um, I thought was interesting but why why does the bible even talk about those um those four rivers you know there there has to be a reason the water mattered and i don't know what you remember from fourth grade uh geography and world history but i remember always being told that all big cities all the cities were founded around water yeah yeah i mean and it makes sense you go well duh of course except for what about phoenix 
but <laughs> right. right now phoenix has an underground um water table that's really 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 big that's why I, phoenix I mean, I, doesn't go through droughts like el paso does <laughs> oh wow that's interesting that makes a lot of sense because we were just talking about the vortices uh not that long ago remember the the ones there in arizona yeah that's right yeah there's that's huh that's that's interesting um that's true there's some cool stuff about that kind of thing that I actually want to talk about here. Um, and well, I don't want to steal. If you want to keep, if you if you wanted to mention another thing in particular, um, no, go ahead. Okay, cool. I think I'll just um, go back and forth to yeah. the the waters mentioned in the Bible. Yeah, I like this this uh, kind of rhythm that we've got going. Um, there are some things that I do want to mention. We've, we've looked at a lot of modern things, but I also want to not neglect ancient ideas about water because they are extremely informative to what we mm, think now, uh, what we watch a lot in movies, and frankly, what we ostracize or dismiss as, you know, middle-aged foolishness, so to speak. Um, <laughs> ancient foolishness, I guess we could say. Middle age. Yeah, middle what age. what are you saying, <laughs> whippersnapper? I mean, dude, <laughs> I got like two more years and I'm gonna be way middle aged. Like almost, I'm about to hit my. Get my off 40. my lawn! I mean, I already Anyways. say that. No, I'm kidding. Right? <laughs> um, didn't didn't weren't you on your ring the other day and you were like, "Who's going through my yard?" Oh, it's just a neighbor kid. Oh no, that's my own kid. Yeah. Yeah, I did say that. Like, what the crap is this? Like, why are they walking all over? Oh, it's it's my son. It's That's okay. so funny. That's okay. That's <laughs> um, I, I guess it's important to think about some ancient concepts too about water because I think that they will probably really inform us uh, about current concepts that we have and have neglected, like I just said. So, water in the ancient. Oh, you're. Are you intentionally? Oh, okay. Um, water in the ancient world symbolizes femininity. It ha it's tied to emotions. Uh, obviously, it's tied to tidal changes. No, no, uh, no surprise there. Gosh. I, no, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just literally like that. That's the way the ancients thought about it. It's also now this is interesting. It's tied to the idea directly of amniotic fluid, and it's analogous to the dream life and our soul. That's very interesting. Hmm. Um, in Hinduism, Taoism, Confucianism, Buddhism, Native Americans, shamanistic religions, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they regarded water as an activating substance, which is what you and I had talked about. And this is really the core concept of, of my understanding. And I think that we, you and I largely agreed on this idea. Um, it is for the purpose of, of activating what? Regeneration, which we clearly just talked about. Right. Uh, the washing of sins, uh, the ultimate mystery of death and rebirth. Absolutely. That's very interesting to me. Very um, much areas that I wanted to go to, too. So, yeah. absolutely. Super cool stuff. Um, the river Gange. I think it's Gange. The Gange River. Is it Ganges? The Ganges. I don't know how. Or Ganges, Ganges River, Ganges River. Um, 
it's believed to be the creator of all life because it flows through she down Shiva's hair. Long and it contains the longest river. It, it is the longest river there in India. And I thought this was really interesting. Something that they do there in India is that the the cisterns will ritualistically on certain occasions um be like filled back up or emptied down and they all have to do with the recognition of power that water has um in the buddhist legend kathmauda kathmaudu valley in nepal is where you'll like this analogy where a self-sprung lotus is seen by the bodhisattva manjurshi who sees waters and allows them to recede for access to the worship of the lotus so there's too many waters in the way and they move he moves them out of the way um aguas calientes not to be conf confused with the name of the city in mexico uh warm waters that is or hot waters is a rushing is the rushing Ur urubamba river around machu picchu and the incan emperor apparently revered it because of its, its special magnetic qualities because it arises from the depths of the Andes and has basically re regenerative powers. Maybe that's where we get, you know, like the idea of the um, uh, fountain of youth, right? Um, water and emotions are associated with, with the moon's phases, uh, its light, its darkness. It's identified with the soul. I thought that was really interesting. Um, and water is also not just a physical but a spiritual conductor a spiritual conductor so you sound like you have something uh, to say i do even though i was really enjoying that fudge pudding because <laughs> i've wanted it for days oh, fudge. <laughs> That's some good j-e-l-o-o -O. um so, so let's go to water and the soul Okay. Um, I because I was thinking of the river Styx mm -hmm. and Charon, who mm. you know, the ferryman who takes you across the river Styx. Not the lady um, that accuses you of parking poorly in, in the parking lot. I don't know. You know what? <laughs> it's possible that Karen resemblance is the offspring of Charon. <laughs> hey, do you want me to tell you my, my legit Karen story real quick before I... We yes, continue? absolutely. And okay. then I can finish my pudding and then we'll talk about spirits. <laughs> no joke. About a year ago, I had, I don't remember why I had to run to Walmart for whatever reason, but I was with my kiddos and my wife was not with me for, for whatever reason. It was just me and the kiddos. And so we, I think, she, oh, that's right. We were, we were gone to look at something and she was at some other store and we we're going to go pick her up. So I took both my kids by the hand because regardless of their age until they are of very much of age i grabbed my kids as we crossed the street and so we were walking from the well we weren't walking from the door of walmart we, we had just walked out of walmart and i was headed towards where my car was so that when i crossed the street i would be right where my car was makes a lot of sense to me it does. and so i started grab my kiddos there was no one coming as a grown adult, I looked both ways, made sure that we weren't going to die, and started walking towards my car, right? Well, like, I guess we're about halfway across the street to get to the car when a car, like, from 
from where Walmart is. Granted, I walked away from Walmart towards my car, okay, on purpose so that I can get to where I needed to go. So she, some person starts driving up to me, like unsettlingly fast for a parking lot. And I'm like, what is this person's problem? And uh, so I'm almost in my car when some lady rolls down her window and starts screaming at me. And I'm like, what? Like I'm crossing the street with my kids. Like, what is the issue? She's like, wow, you're, you're, you're in the way. I'm like, what are you talking about? She was in the way. There's a crosswalk for a reason. I'm like, are you serious? I was like, there's no one on the road. Like, that's why I waited till there's no one on the road so that people like you didn't come yell at me. Like, what is wrong with you? But she just starts, I mean, she just starts going off. Like, there's a crosswalk. You don't know what you're teaching your children, this and that. I mean, she was like trying to lecture me. And I go, lady, I was like, they're not, one, they're not your kids. Two, like, what in the world? Like, and then she starts swearing <laughs> at me. She starts swearing at me. And my kids in are front right of there your kids. As oh I'm my putting gosh. my kids in the car. And she's like, Well, you're you're being a terrible example for your kids. I'm like, you're being a terrible for example for my kids swearing at me in front of my face while I'm trying to get my kids in the car. And she just kept going and going and going. And I was like, you know, lady, I don't I don't know what your deal is. Like I, you seem to be very, very disturbed that I didn't cross on the crosswalk and that I'm the bane of humanity because I didn't do so. <laughs> you are a strange, weird woman. Uh, uh, like, please just... go. Have a good day. Yeah, Away from me. So... I, I didn't think people <laughs> like that existed, but they do exist. It was the most bizarre thing ever. I was like... I just try to avoid them. And my son was like, Dad, that was a total Karen. She was such a Karen. <laughs> I think I called her that. She was like, why are you being a Karen? Like, what's the issue? It was so funny, dude. You can't Crazy call old. a Karen a Karen. You'll totally tick him off. But, I mean, oh, my God. You also don't. And I, told, and I told the lady, which is the funniest thing to me, is that she drove up. I'm like, why are you driving like a maniac trying to hit me and my kids? Like, I'm just trying to get to my car. And she's right? like, well, because... Because the, what you're doing is wrong. I'm like, what it's you're doing behind is me, Satan. dangerous. I'm just getting in my car, dude. Anyway, Karen and the River Sticks. <laughs> Don't pay the ferryman. Don't even set a price. Don't pay the ferryman until he gets you to the other side. Yeah, yeah. Words to live by. <laughs> I don't know. A way to die with honor? I don't know. Uh, supposedly you're already dead. It's your soul, right? Being taken to the underworld. Um, but, like, really, I don't know of a culture that does not consider um, bodies of water liminal, especially, yeah. especially rivers. Yeah. So, I mean, Anubis, um, right? That's a, that's a prime right? example. Yeah. Um, Ryan Peterson. Peterson? Oh. Peterson. I got it right. <laughs> I had to look at his book right now and make sure. Mr. Um, Peterson. He has a very interesting viewpoint. Unique. Yeah, it's really good. Um, most uh, 
most modern biblical scholars who choose to find out anything about uh, the Watchers, the Nephilim, whatever, right, um, have a tendency to believe um, according to what's what they um, what what we can read in the book of First Enoch that. Um, Sam Jaza and his crew um, <laughs> came down to mankind from Mount Hermon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very common belief. Um, I have no problem with it. It's what Mike Kaiser subscribed to. Yep. It's it's definitely it has some weight, some merit to it. Yeah. Um, but Peterson says this in um, in Judgment of the Nephilim, which is a really, really good book. I know you know it and for our viewers. It's a really good book. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you've heard us say it before. Um, his belief is that it wasn't Hermon, but it was the Jordan River. Um that was the place where the angelic beings um, crossed into our realms to procreate with the daughters of mankind. Uh, just put it that way, I guess, because try to think of how to quite say quite it. literally. <laughs> so. Um, here are a few things about the Jordan River. So the meaning of the Jordan River is um, it goes down or it flows down. You know what? I should have written it down. Descent, something like that. But I've got my beautiful Young's concordance right here. So I'm just going to look H-I-J. So we'll just go, you know what? You got to love a good old book sometimes. Oh, I love lots of old books. I know. Books are awesome. They are pretty great. So Jordan, oh, am I going to be able to read that? Speaking of Jordan. Right. Uh, Let's see. This is going to give me... To go down. To go down. down. Yeah. Uh, And refers to the River Jordan flowing towards the Dead Sea. A beautiful title with a rich history. Baby Jordan will undoubtedly wear their name with pride and confidence as they flow through life. That's where that comes from. (laughs) There you go. Thank you. Yeah. It also goes through the valley between Lebanon and Mount Hermon. So Mm. Mount Hermon is right there. So I don't necessarily think that you have to subscribe to the one over the other. It's possible that it's both. But here are some of the things that the Bible says happened on or around or through the Jordan River and the Jordan River Valley. Um, Genesis, you know, yeah, aside from the name, uh, Genesis 13, 10 tells us that... um, uh, the place that Abram and Lot came to 
was the the Jordan River Valley, and it was a, a well-watered plain like the Garden of God. Um, Genesis 28 tells us that Bethel was just due west of the Jordan, and that's where Jacob saw, um, you know, Jacob's ladder. He saw the angels coming and going. Um, in Joshua 3, and this is this is like really, really cool scripture. Um, in in the third chapter of Joshua, after Moses has um, gone to the unseen realm and Joshua is uh, now the leader of Israel and it's time to finally go in and possess the um, the promised land, they cross the Jordan into Canaan at Gilgal. Um, and the the place where they do it is referred to now as Beth Abara, which is the house of the passage. Mm. But um, you know how at the beginning of this episode I was talking about, man, I never once said anything about the crossing the Sea of Reeds or the Red Sea by Moses. Um, I guess that's, you know, one of the the stories pretty much everybody is familiar with how how god um stacked up the walls of water and honestly when they got the the israelites got to the jordan you know they were like um where's aaron's staff should we take it out of the ark Do you, mm-hmm. you know you know is is god gonna part these waters some sometime today you know and then you know uh, god in typical god fashion it says <laughs> no that's not how we're doing it today guys i know that's how i did it last time but i don't put myself on repeat so you know he he sends well he tells him how to line up and he sends the ark first, right? And as soon as the um, the Levites' feet who are touching the Jordan, as soon as they touch the Jordan, shoom, the water separates and they walk across. God has them do um, two really interesting things. He has them make a cairn of remembrance or a, um, an altar, right, with 12 huge stones that um, should still be at Bethabara today. Um, And he has them take 12 great stones and place them on that path of, um, I assume, sand, sand, mud, dirt, um, that they had walked across. So he left the waters parted long enough for them to do this and put those rocks down and let the water go back and those rocks under the jordan were to to be a remembrance for the israelites who never got to cross over because of their murmuring their complaining their general rebelliousness against god um and it's funny because my husband and i um you know we've been reading so much about this being as you know we're in the the beginning parts of of the bible as we're reading through it 
together and <laughs> I usually go on a tirade because I get so irritated with the Christians who are like, I would never be that way. Oh, those children of Israel and they're grumbling. Well, why didn't they just get in line? And I'm like, we would have been exactly that way. Oh man, I want some cucumbers and onions. You forget that. You know, people get pissed off because their internet goes out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, just so much, so much of this stuff. We, we are the modern equivalent, all of us, of Karen com compared to, you know, patient Susie or whomever. I don't know. I'm making stuff up the, now. The good <laughs> thing, the good thing is that, that God made a crosswalk and they actually used it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, you brought it there. Well done. <laughs> That's impressive. I'll, I'll have to make that into a clip now. Uh, you will. Karen clip. The Karen clip. So um, the fun thing about this in Bethabara is that when John the Baptist, you know, Jean Baptiste, <laughs> Ricky got to tell everybody all the names, all cool. So there you go. Jean-Baptiste. Jean I'm not. I hate French. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan either, but. Um, not French, just French. Right. The language. When, when JB is um, doing his ministry, preparing the way of the Lord in the wilderness, okay, quite so literally. I you were going to say uh, Jacques. Uh, Benveniste. I, I thought that's who you're oh. saying. JB. No, JB. Jean yeah. Baptiste. Baptiste. Um, he, he's baptizing at Bethabara. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees are giving him a hard time, right? And he says to them, he says pretty much, you know what? You guys are not that great. Yahweh can raise a nation from these rocks right here. <laughs> and um, I just like that. I like how uh, the Bible brings it back full circle. Yeah. But um, with, with the angels coming and going right there at the Jordan, the Jacob, um, Witnesses two different times, same same basic area. First that that time, you know, when he's heading to Laban, and um, he he sees the angels coming and going, and then when he he wrestles with with Yahweh in particular, um, and God dislocates his his hip but also gives him a blessing and says, from now on, your name is Israel. That was on his way back from Laban to first meet with Esau and then, um, you know, to establish his, uh, his home and his land. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, when John baptizes his cousin Jesus in the dirty Jordan River, man. <laughs> the Holy Spirit descends upon him right there. And so there seems to really be something about Jordan being kind of a highway where the the angels come and go. Um, 
Elijah, Elijah on the day that God was taking him and everybody knew it, man. Like Elijah knew it. Elisha knew it. The other dudes down the road who also were followers of God, you know, they knew it because they say to Elisha at one point, they say, hey, did you know God's coming to take your master today? And he's like, yeah, fool, I know. Shut up. You know, (laughs) well, I mean, as you do, you know, when when your mentor is about to leave you and that that's a scary thought yeah no kidding but um so the that whirlwind the chariot of fire if if you prefer although um i think the chariot of fire was more as a spectacle although there seems to be the chariot of fire and the whirlwind motif in the bible a wee bit yeah. Um Elijah's taken up and then Elisha gets the double anointing right there, yeah. right yeah. at at the Jordan. The Jordan River just seems to truly be um a place of a lot of crossover activity, if you mm-hmm. will. Um uh, going to the healing, we see Naaman when he becomes leprous being told go go dunk in um in the jordan seven times and he's like seriously man is that gonna make me dirty?" yeah um but he doesn't he's healed sure um you know who i'm i'm thinking of um not necessarily as a uh, healing property but but portalistic or if nothing else at least uh, again facilitating spiritual energy right spiritual flow is philip with a eunuch yeah that's where i thought you were gonna go that's um acts eight this is literally one of my most favorite stories being a eunuch he's like where dude go man the heck yeah yeah philip's like Star Trek ain't got nothing on me, man. I didn't even need Scotty. <laughs> I didn't need no Scotty. I, I got Scotty. <laughs> oh gosh, it's so so bad. So bad. Yeah, that wasn't the Jordan River though. That was just like some little. That was like, little pool. Doorway fountain near Hal Halkul. There that you go. Yeah, yeah there, right there. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I've got that down, like in my biblical which, sources. Which actually, which actually, that that lends a little bit more credence towards the concept that that water, water in general, does have portalistic tendencies, but it needs to be. It, it would seem that it needs to be imbued with spiritual quality or spiritual power first, right? Like, I don't know. It's maybe, kind of maybe not. Um. I mean, it's maybe, maybe it's not. a baptism, so because because that's what Philip does, right? Philip baptizes. Right. The yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just like and John baptizes Jesus. Yeah. Um, and baptism, baptism's a big deal. Like, we don't treat baptism the way I think it it is um, supposed to be treated. Certainly not. 
um, I, there are plenty of people who have made confession and have not been baptized. And then, you know, we get into the whole sprinkling of water, total submersion, uh, babies, blah, 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 blah. But it seems like in the old, like, er, sorry, in the New Testament, right? Like cat, the people, oh, her hands weren't totally submerged. Her hand didn't go under. She's still demonic. It's not <laughs> real. It's like speaking of Karens. Oh my gosh. Christian Karens. God Christian love them. Karens, they are the worst. There is a term called GCBs, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, but. Good Christian. I mean, you. you yeah, good, good Christian somethings. Just think of big, big, high, blonde hairdos, um, and vipers' tongues, short dresses. Yeah, man, we can be so ugly. That's so, it's so awful to me. Um, but we're not going to go and talk about Kat Von D's uh, nope. baptism tonight nope. anyway. Nope. Um. But the baptism, like people were, they said, how do I, how do I follow Jesus? I believe this. I want it. What do I have to do? Mm -hmm. And what they did, they didn't say some repeat after me. This is a sinner's prayer. And then you're going to get your golden ticket into heaven. It's not what happened. Like they said, okay, I buy into to what you're selling. I believe Jesus is Messiah. Let's get baptized right now. Let's go find mm -hmm. some water. And boom, they did it. Um, yeah, I was baptized when I was 12. And I've, I've been thinking like, huh. I mean, I have repented. I have been baptized. I, there's nothing that says you can't be baptized more than once. Um, as a matter of fact, there's, there is some... Um, teachings in the church and i don't i'm not very familiar with them i have to find out more because nobody really teaches deeply on baptism no this is, this is pretty, one of those it's things a pretty misunderstood that, concept i think i think so too and it I, bothers me yeah i dealt i don't really have if we come back to water we're probably definitely going to be hitting on that because it, it's it's a very it's a very ancient practice frankly it is and it I has mean, tons and tons of power it's the mitha yeah. man it's a big stinking deal yeah sure and is. we we don't understand and i think part of it is because we're looking at it through the lens of modern westerners yeah we refuse modern to engage Western with Christian. the idea that water could contain any kind of power or memory or spiritual quality or anything like that or oh what god said in the old testament isn't for the new testament yes it is uh, it is no like so we why we include it right well because there's bapt baptism in the new testament it's everywhere but christians don't get that it's based off of the mikvah which was um, used so much in the Old Testament. And and again, man, if you have not read the whole Bible for yourself, it's tedious, y'all. But do it. Because I, you know what? I don't know, man. I'm that not, it's I'm, tedious? I'm not convinced it's tedious anymore. Like, I I'll, mean, be, I'll be reading Leviticus now, and I'm like, why did this happen? 
what's going on here? Right. Well, I remember the I other day when so I got important. so excited about the stupid liver, the long lobe of oh, the no, liver. Oh, no, that's, that's absolutely fascinating. And it's funny I, that you mentioned that. I literally was reading um, something to that effect in, in the morning. And, and you probably already know this if you're reading um, Gilbert's book. But I, I, my Bible, that chronological Bible I've been reading through. I was mm-hmm. I was really really impressed because he they talk about how they did the divination with the liver, they they would look at the bumps on the liver and they would read them yeah. and I was like, what? That's crazy. That is that is crazy. I mean it that was, is interesting. It, it was stuff. real and um, there's there's a name for that the divination divination from entrails. Livination. Livernation. Liver <laughs> Livernation. <laughs> it's pretty fascinating. But, um, and I agree with you. I shouldn't say it's tedious because that feeds into that misconception. It's tedious um, because we because we we're undisciplined. We're undisciplined, but also like I mean, this is I'm just speaking specifically for myself. When when I understood that there were giants involved. That's all I'm going to say. Like the Bible changed to be, man. I, the Bible was no longer a, a, a cardboard cutout of a religion. I was like, dude, there is some substantial evidence that bears right. very true and in what I'm reading. So much of it when you realize that there there is a fallen divine council, when, when you realize that the world was apportioned to the sons of God, yeah. the Elohim, yeah. and they chose to be worshipped in God's and, place. Most of them, have, maybe not all of them, sure. but uh, and most they have of them. influence on, on things that, that we're doing. Yeah. And, and I might go as far as to say as vice versa, <laughs> probably. But, I mean, not even, absolutely, but not even that, but just reading the Bible, knowing that, then you're like, okay, so why this? Oh, yeah. oh, so when Jesus walked on the water, he was doing what? Oh, so when God parted the water, he was taking away whose power showing him ain't oh, no bail. Yeah. Got what I've yeah. got. Yeah. Um, and that's a thing. Uh, oof, and eventually we'll get there. Man, that's going to be something wild. Um, I guess I'll put out here. Ricky and I want to write a Bible study. Um, specifically from the divine council worldview. Yeah, yeah, man. And it's an endeavor. It's not going to be easy, but I'll tell you what, it's really cool because just reading through the Bible with, with just that knowledge, just knowing that there are little G-gods muddling things up and that the Bible was written um, the way it was to... To basically thumb the nose at those those deities that decided they were going to try to take God's uh, place. You know, I I I think I, I don't know if you watched my Marco the other day that that God gave me this just kind of resounding rev, like revelation when I was just believe it or not literally sitting and meditating and just just hanging out with God, but like actually meditating. It was very cool. Um, 
you can't say boundaries. actually meditating and not not uh, be more specific because people are going to imagine you doing that's this. Why, that's why I was just about to qualify it. <laughs> okay. Meditating on God, but actually meditating on God. Because a lot of times we think about God or a lot of times we pray on God. A lot of times we wait on God. But it, it was just a different type of prayer. I was just meditating on God. And he was talking to me, man. And, and, and he, I had just finished watching <clears throat> or listening, I guess. Uh, a really good episode by Camp Herman. I, I recommend you guys check them out. It's oh, I have not yet. Different than Shell and I for sure. And actually, to me, it follows a lot more of like the common podcast flow. And I, I'm not against that. I just I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do. At least not right now in my life, anyway. Um, but there was some really cool information, and part of that was that I was really left under the impression. Not that they said this, but I was under the impression that God's intention was never to write a book for us because he was talking to us. He was right. always talking to us. And it was it was crazy to me because God God was like, yeah, man, he, he was telling me, he's like, I, it was not my intention. And I asked him, was, was it your intention to write a book? He's like, no, for what? Like, I was already talking to you guys. Like, that's why, because it didn't make sense to me, right? What, like, a lot of people complain, well, the Bible was written so late. Well, yeah. There was no reason to write a Bible if God right. talks to mankind one on one. What's the purpose in writing it down? And I, I, we can get into that whole section because you you guys know about linguistics and how much I'm super passionate about that. But what was really cool to me is that God was like, and and God has told me this on on a particular occasion. I was like, man, God, I remember praying one time. I was like, Lord, it is so hard for me to pray, but it's so easy to read the Bible. And God was super specific, and He brought this back to my memory when He was talking to me about this. He was like. Well, yeah, dude, because when you read it, it's in, it's on your terms. And when you talk to me, it's on my terms. Mm. And I went, whoa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So God never had the intention for us to, to read stuff. Not that not that it couldn't be done, obviously. Right. Can, and not that it's not useful. But Well, you know what? So yeah. I have a friend and um, she's not much longer for this, this realm. Yeah. And... I was thinking she always does a Christmas letter every year. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, you know what, while I still have the opportunity to tell her before she goes to the unseen realm, which she will do, I, I have no worries. I'll see her again in heaven. Yeah. But I want to write down a letter telling her what she has meant in my life. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I was thinking about that and, and like, I'm good with words. I can turn a phrase very well. And, you know, it's something I can do. And um, in my mind, I was thinking all these things. And then I was like, no, Lord, please help me to remember this when I'm writing it down. Um, Cause I don't want it to come out of me now when I'm, when I can't write it down and I'm going to forget it, but I'm, I want to tell her the things about her that, that I appreciate that are a blessing that, that were such an encouragement, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I can tell her in heaven when I watch her get her crowns, I really hope we get to watch each other's crowning. <laughs> Because there's yeah, some man. people, man, I'm going to be making a ruckus 
for for you know those people who who have are part of my journey but um you know i was thinking about that and it's it's not you know i haven't had to do it before yeah i can just tell her hey i love you you're such an encouragement i want to be like you when i grow up you know just those things and those are all things that i have i have said to her on more than one occasion and i have meant wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. but i just want that to to write that down for her so that she has it because there's something very sacred precious about being able to reread something to touch it and then not only that but you know it's something that somebody else her family can look at and see that and be like oh yeah that was so true oh yeah and and it touches them as well and i think that's that's how god's word is for us you know i think you're right when we're face to face to him he, he does he talks to us and we're lucky at the time we live that that we can look at his word and make sure that what we're hearing is in alignment right but Moses didn't need to write it down. Moses didn't write down um, the law for himself. He wrote it down for the ones who refused to go see God face to face. They said, no, 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 we're going to stay here. You go do that. Could could you please put something over your face, please? Because you're making us real uncomfortable, dude. His face was like freaking the the headlights on a car man right crazy um dang we got off, we got way off topic it was very cool but we got way off topic um, we did we did get off was, topic was there anything you were gonna um the only other thing i was gonna do is talk about um ezekiel and daniel both their angelic um uh encounters encounters and um their the times that they had the taking up into the heavens and and their their visions of of the throne hmm. um were by rivers oh the, then hold, hold that thought then um okay because i want to get through just a few i think that are really important things well by rivers you said right yeah oh i also what i have to do is tell you the rivers do it uh ezekiel was the chibar river which is in iraq Mm. and um daniel's encounters were by the tigris and so Mm. um wow yeah right and so i was like where's the chibar river man and i tried looking and and it's not a like a huge river, but it's a river in Iraq. Oh, so... That's interesting, man. Especially the Tigris. That's really interesting. Right. Um, that's very cool. Um, I guess the only other thing I really wanted to touch on was some some uses that ancient, uh, even modern cultures have for um, for what, for how, yeah, maybe that's where we should go with this. Like, how water acts as a lubricant we talked about this right how it acts as as a uh, a catalyst for spiritual movement and and right. obviously scientific movement 
Um, we talked long and fine about water memory and scrying and all this stuff. And I think largely um, that that was well covered. But there are a few topics that, that I just want to hit on. And we can close it out after that unless there's anything else you think of. Um, oh, oh, there is something I do want to that I that I think we just almost oh. missed. The. Uh, the extraterrestrial phenomenon. We'll, we'll oh hit that gosh, at the end. no kidding! Yeah. At the end. Okay, so there's some stuff I want I to mean, talk to I you guys about. Kind of talked about it with Daniel. I mean, uh, yeah, a little bit. Elijah, <laughs> oh, and and Ezekiel, and I mean, yes, yes, and kind of. No. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do know. Okay. Um. Okay. Jeez, there's like a bajillion things that i had written down man but it's all good i'm not gonna waste you guys it's time. a deep subject it's yo deep waters deep cries <laughs> deep. um so i just want to mention some kind of some beliefs i think are really important or interesting there's a place called creation lakes and waterfalls this is in oregon and the klamath tribe lives there and they believe that in an earlier era of creation, the chiefs of the underworld and the world above fought each other. And the lake was the result of their pitched battle. Now, this is fascinating because in reality, the lake was actually formed over 7,000 years ago when a volcanic eruption happened. Um, it's a water-filled in caldera. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um but interesting that the backstory is gods and titans fought. Hmm. No, never Strange. heard that one before. Strange. Um, and interesting that it was seven thousand years ago. It's very interesting. I'm not. I'm not making any implications. I'm just making observations. Right. Um. This. This particular body of water is really interesting because they would use it for, they use it for vision quests. Hmm. Now, if you don't know anything about vision quests, vision quests are super, super common in Native America. I'm not talking to you, Shaw. I'm sure you know very well about that kind of stuff. You probably actually can explain it better than I can. Uh, but vision quests were essentially, as, as I understand it, something that was used, um, especially by young men to kind of initiate their themselves as men, but also to, right. to make that connection with the great spirit. Am, am I right? Is that basically? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was really in a, times of trouble. Some, you know, oh, when true, they needed true. a big answer. Yeah. 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 That's very, that's very true. Yes. There's, there's several occasions, especially like when there was a drought or a famine or things like that, they would, they would go mm -hmm. on a vision quest. That's, that's absolutely right. Um, oftentimes those vision quests were, extremely um in extreme levels and styles of fasting so like very yeah. very yeah intense. yeah um and what i thought was really interesting super cool about this was that i mean this i'm not gonna lie scares a bit jesus out of me to think about it, but it's very cool is that the oh, shaman this is a nighttime thing yeah the Dude, shaman I would never firm pass yeah well 
the shaman would go <laughs> into this essentially caldera, just like you were saying, right? That's at the tippy top of the mountain, and the mountain's basically chopped off, and so it's filled in at the top. So it's like a essentially a giant valley filled in with water. And he his job as the shaman is at night, in the dead of night, to go into the waters, deep into the waters, to commune with the gods. No, that is some creepy stuff, yo. I grew up um, with a pool in my backyard, and we would go swimming in the dark in the pool, no, and that no, was creepy. No, no, that was no, as creepy no. as I was getting. Um, I cannot even imagine being in a larger body of water where you can't see the bottom and in the dark. Uh, uh-uh. like it is yeah. just not yeah. happening. Um. The Huron Indians, these are the Indians there in Niagara Falls, that refers to, the place is called the place where thunder strikes. And the legend tells of a spirit of the lake, of Lake Ontario, who is a, wait for it, serpent. And when it tried to leave the lake, the creator struck the serpent so violently that even today, the serpent spirit of the lake roars at the mere memory of the blow. Whoa, that's crazy, yo. So hold on. Uh, Matching story. Uh This is uh, rabbinical teachings from Genesis 1. So when the beginning of creation for 500 (laughs) (laughs) else, um, when God hovers over the spirit of God hovers over the face of the deep, um, there, there is, uh, creation stories that he was fighting Leviathan, that he was just, um, over, overtaking and destroying the leviathan and then he created the world so Mm. leviathan represents like chaos Mm -hmm. which same 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 as that other Mm. creation story you just told it's really really interesting to me when the native Native americans have uh, yeah when they have a lot of the great creator stories yeah uh, the you know the creator came to us the creator god and and um they're anima- animalist animistic and um pretty polytheistic but um well, there is there's still a of. head yeah. it, there's still a, a the creator god well, some are some are more way more polytheistic than others is a better way right. to say it. Yeah. But there is there seems to be an understanding of of the head the head Contra. god who created everything else and that the other gods were created beings. Well, even even in I mean, even in ancient I mean in, even in Mesopotamian literature, right? Like you'll have the, the one god that and then yeah. the other god. And then even though those gods yep. were overthrown and, and overcome, there was still right, a right. source. There was always a source. Right. And that's that's what's that's what's funny to me because you see the common even, threads again and again and again. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but even it's even like the there's a conspiracy. There is, there totally is. But even the ancient shell, 
I mean, we, we, there's such hubris in the West. I mean, there's just an oh, unbelievable yeah. hubris because even <laughs> the ancients were willing to acknowledge a, a beginning source and, and modern Westerners are inflexible when it comes to anything else, but the material realm being anything. I'm like, you well, believe and even in the quantum, are that you don't way. Yeah, I mean, we we take the spiritual out of Christianity. That's, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, the problem yeah. is. That's that's why we have a podcast because yeah. <laughs> I know, uh, I know. that is what we're trying to combat. Is that I that that ideology that um, Christianity isn't spiritual. That God is not spiritual. That the world is not full of the supernatural. That our supernatural yeah. God created. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's exactly right. And, 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 and refusing to, I mean, in my opinion, refusing to, to, to understand that the elements have very specific purposes, like is, is just bizarre to me and that they have like spiritual purposes as well. Like, yeah, it, that they're like multifaceted. About, well, it, it, that's, that's really what it is. Right. That they're, that they're, that they're, um, poly i mean they're, yeah they're multi multi-use what, what's the word mm -hmm. for that uh it's late man brain's cold. it is late i know i can't think of it either multiple uses i mean we'll just go with that uh multifaceted right it's it's, it's an entirely is that what you said that's what you said mm -hmm. it's got multiple uses in any case <laughs> um it, it's crazy to me man like water should be no different than any other thing and and the fact that we i don't know man we just treat we just treat God's creation with just such disdain, commonality. Yeah, there's just no, there's no sacredness in in the way we do things. Right. I, you know what? Everything I actually don't is profaned. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm actually gonna cut it there. I just the point is, is that there are many stories um, that are biblical and extra biblical, uh, pagan, Christian, all that everything in between water seems to be um a type of conduit it really does there's like honestly i could i think i could probably talk for another hour with all the notes i have but i don't think it's you know it's right right needs overstating like that's that's the point water water was put here and and used oh i do want to mention the the, the aliens thing and the other thing um, oh yeah yeah the it, it was put here and is used uh, by nefarious and by good forces altogether, right? Because oh, it's um, a tool. Because it's a tool. That's exactly right. I so to, to clarify my points, um, me personally, I don't believe water is alive, um, but I think that there is definitely an ability that God could make water alive, or gods could make water alive. I can't say yes or no. It's just a supposition. But what I what seems to be very very clear and kind of ring true in all circumstances is that water is a spiritual conductor as well as a physical conductor it absolutely is yeah and having said that i will let shell kind of uh well let me let me say this and then i'll let you have the the floor one thing that i i stumbled across with all these ancient musings is that every megalithic site seems to have tons of water running through or under it 
being surrounded by water and in, in specifically the way that these waters cross tend to create vortices which allow for more spiritual conduction and so i think it's you know there, there is really something to like even this guy right here right this guy who's spouting out water that's why we get the toil toil what is it toil, toil? <laughs> bubble in trouble boil, boil. Boil, no, boil, I can't. Trouble. There, there you go. Boil, boil, there boil, you boil, go. Trouble. Yeah, I mean, there, there's something too, like the mixture, the water, the need for water to 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 lubricate the the movement of spiritual occurrences. Well, even life is in the blood, but yeah. the blood, the water's in the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Like for sure. Um. You... Okay, so we. I have always loved the Bermuda Triangle, and I really oh. tried to have something be there. Like, <laughs> I searched and searched, but statistically, it is not an anomaly. It, there are some some documented cases of disappearances, um, especially the, the Foo Fighters. Those are not the ones I meant, but the actual world no World War II um, Japanese fighters disappeared over yeah. that area. Um, we had, um, gosh, I didn't write this down, and I thought I would remember it, but there is a um, I think it was last words, a, right? <laughs> a group of um, uh, American. I don't know, fighter jets that disappeared over uh, the Bermuda Triangle. It's possible that they all ran out of gas, like in the swampy areas of Florida or, you know, over the ocean. I'm not sure. Um, but I like I really looked and I wanted there to be something because <laughs> really I remember <laughs> being a kid and Bermuda Triangle thing. But nah, I could not find anything of any kind of merit at all. Um the the lights, so the UFOs, what else are we calling them? UFOs. And UAPs. Well, that's super um, important. That, like, that the, the the linguistic terminology and the reason for the modification is really, really important. I UAP, don't necessarily yeah. agree with it, but yes, yeah, I. I mean, I get why they're going there. Yeah. Um, but the a USO is just an unidentified um, sub so, submerged object. Oh, right, right. That's right instead of it being a flying object, yeah. although it is also flying whatever. Fine. Um there there is a lot of activity of um UAPs. We'll just go with UAPs. Yeah. Well, there's uh, a reason for there's a reason for they're, they're using that. I, I still I mean I, I'm if you understand the reason, I understand why it's being said that way, but I, I still think UFO just is right just as because relevant. the orbs, right? Because the, the implication is more that an orb might be some form of more organic mm. thing about that. Than, than a vehicle. Um, 
so fine. UAP unidentified. Yeah, it's uh, unidentified aerial phenomena. Aerial phenomena. No, well, anomalous, anomalous phenomena. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah, it's which really aerial. phenomena is almost anomalous anyway. But okay, fine. Cool beans. Yeah, it's, whatever. It's very stupid. Um, um well, but, but, a lot but, of them going into bodies of water, oceans, lakes. I don't know about rivers so much, but maybe um coming out of uh the same. Um I didn't really go in and dig up dates and times. Everybody, I I feel like everybody knows about the Nimitz um mm -hmm. tic tac UFO. Yeah. that went under the water in the northern Atlantic. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, to me, these are so much like um, Elijah's uh, chariot of fire or, you know, fiery horse and chariot, um, the wheel within the wheel, you know, with, with, the the eyes which i don't know they seem like windows lit windows it's probably what they're trying to describe there i don't think it's ancient aliens i think and i don't know how well we have communicated this um we talk about it quite frequently we yeah. know what we think and so i think <laughs> we assume that we have communicated yeah. it but just in case um we think that Angels aren't winged men folk. That's not what the Bible says angels are like. There's a a one particular type, type of, of angel yeah. that that has six wings it's, with two it it's covers noted. its face, two it covers its its genitals and its feet, and with two it flies. Um but that is not the standard standard um angels we get our ideology of angels from the romans from yeah. in particular our, 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 our iconic um our iconism right our right uh, yeah iconography iconography thank you yeah um the the only thing the only thing i want to add to that uh because i agree with all of it um, is just that the term UAP um, seems to be, I wouldn't say the government grappling, I would say. It, <laughs> the, go uh, it's, the government trying it's to stay on top of stuff. Yeah, it's it's dis deceitful. Yeah, it is. Of and, them, it is. It's them trying to muddy the, the waters. Um, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but, but they're they're trying to confuse the language so that sure, sure, sure. people people are um, caught on the wrong foot. Well, and, and the issue here is that it is interesting that that you you and I'm going to stick to UFO. That's fine for me. That okay. UFOs tend to to be around bodies of water, large bodies of water, and the reason that they were relabeled uaps uh unidentified anomalous phenomenon is because there is no change in physics 
as they go from one medium to another. So they are transmedium right. objects. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. They go into the water and come out of the water with no nothing. splash, no, yeah. no wave, nada. And there's nothing affected um, by in, in the water. That's right. I forgot know. about that. There's yeah. no um, gush of winds. They just, yeah, you're right. Um, although it's interesting, not not pertaining to the water aspect of what we just said, but um, the the levels of close encounters. Mm -hmm. um, one of them, and I'm sorry, I I'm not well read enough about this to be able to tell you. I think it's the second close encounters of the second kind um, when the ufo um causes changes to material things i.e burns grass blows hot vapor oh, oh something yeah, yeah. along those lines and i i think that's the second kind i could be wrong it might be the third i don't know I've not Crop been abducted and, and I haven't, I, yeah, I have not watched enough ET. So <laughs> We're headed that know. way. We're headed that way. <laughs> right. Um, saying. So I think that covers it. I think, I think so. And you know what, if you have something else with water that you totally think that we like, how in the world did we miss it? <laughs> um, Send it our way. Yeah. We are super fallible. We miss things. Um, if you think this is all bubkiss, cool, tell us about it and why. Yeah. If you want to know more about something in particular, let us know. It it really is a very extensive topic. So you can get there is so much information about water. Um, you can get a PhD. You can do a doctoral study, get you your get degree. PH two O D. You want to. Oh gosh. <laughs> you can be a, a hydromancer. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, we could come up with little things like that all day long. Man. I know, man. Oh, it's gross. Geez. But it's wonderful. But um, let us know. Hey guys, we're doing a um a cosmo tomorrow. You can say it. I mean you could probably say it because okay. by the by the time that right we're we're continuing on with the theme of water and we are talking about kat von d and her baptism. her um recent baptism how cool it is and and we're going to talk about some christian karens and how we ought not to be them Bruh. so <laughs> we're excited about this i've been wanting to talk about yeah, this I have too. for a few weeks um, this is she. Did, well, to not get too in, muddy up the waters too much. Um, she, she really, man. Her language sounds so much like my language up until I was about twenty five, twenty six or so. Um, yeah. Just, just really. So I, I, I don't know. I have a lot of a lot of knowledge base and affinity there that i'm just like a lot oh, of empathy crazy. too a lot yeah, of so empathy yeah. for what she's going I, through i know she she's not i mean i know we're a small channel also but i know she's not really in that vein right now 
but one day I'm going to, I'm going to really sit. I want to see if she wants to sit down with us and, and chat about. Man, some can you imagine? That'd be Genesis real cool. Six kind of ideas. Um, <laughs> good stuff. You know what though? Dude, she seeks. She really. Oh seeks yeah. She's, God. Oh, she's not so cool. To. She's not afraid to do it. No, she's real cool. Is it her testimonies? Fantastic. We'll talk about um, yeah, absolutely. We're we're real excited about it. Hopefully, y'all are too. Um, with that said, as usual, we have run into the wee hours of the early morn, and um, we want to bless you and go to bed. Amen. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. Did you want to give the blessing, Rick, or no, do you want me to do it? Okay. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you peace. And also, Lord, bring peace to Jerusalem and to Israel. And by doing that, you will bring, bring peace to the Middle East as well. We know it won't last too terribly long, but we know it has to be in order for you to come. Yeah. And as part of the bride, along with the spirit, we say, come Lord Jesus. So Maranatha, guys. God bless you guys. Maranatha. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. Later, group kids. <laughs> Thank you for watching this episode of the Christian Theological Dark Web. For questions or comments, please email us at thechristiantheologicaldarkweb at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, please look for the Patreon link in the description. This has been another production of CTDW Studios. Thank you, and God bless.